Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. Welcome to part two of our episode with Esther Kostanowicz. A huge thank you to her for being so generous with her time. We just had so much to discuss. Part two is packed with pop culture shenanigans and an epic game of Cast Away. Can't wait for you to hear it. And make sure to check out Esther's podcast that she co-hosts with Aaron Ben Moshe, The Bagel Report. It is a great, 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 great show. I'm a huge fan. Definitely go listen to it. And again, thank you for tuning in for this two-parter this week, and hope you enjoy. So you mentioned Yael Galina. When does your episode come out? Because ours this drops next Friday. So I'm curious if you're. Oh, this will come out. Um, this should come out this Friday. So, oh, okay. so oh, same yeah. day as ours. So this Friday. Listening to our podcast now. Go yeah. No. 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 Come back. Whichever now, one you're listening because, to, just go to the other one. Because <laughs> I just because I just texted my sisters being like, "How can we find Yael Galina?" Um. So you 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 mentioned Yael Galina. You interviewed her. Yes. This was the Wonder Years episode. Brad Mitzvah. So my whole life, I we've talked about lots of different representations, but I can't think of a lot of positive representations of a bar mitzvah. In fact, there are shows that I love, love, love. Bob's Burgers is one of them in particular that I absolutely love. My kids and I watch all the time. Mm -hmm. But the bar mitzvah episode is appalling. It's 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 it is a classic. The 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 Jewish character is the school bully. And that's a consistent character. I believe she's voiced by Jenny Slate. Lily, could you check that for me? Tammy. Sure. Um, Jenny Slate. And she's having this over-the-top, halicious is the word we would use in our family, uh, fashion show you know, type bat mitzvah where there's a bat mitzvah coordinator with a microphone. That's one of the Bob's Burgers. Yeah, Tammy is and, voiced by and Jenny Slate. The two characters, the, the bat mitzvah girl and one of the main characters, get stuck in the giant nose of the huge sculpt of the girl's face that is created to celebrate her, like her ego at this horrible example oh of the most materialistic bat mitzvah you've ever seen. And uh, aside from that one, and, and that's an episode that I, I don't even, I tell my kids, I'm like, please don't watch it. They, they don't, they don't, in their mind, they're like, oh, cool, a bat mitzvah. They've been to a bat mitzvah. They know what a real bat mitzvah is like. So they're not, it's not like this is giving them a bad, you know, influence, but but it's awful. And I think of Entourage, the episode where they all come drunk and it's this huge, horrible, materialistic sellout favor to show up to the producer's kids bat mitzvah. You know, I have friends that are not world famous, but that, you know, I, I would want if they that are entertainers and if they would show up to my kids bat mitzvah, they're good friends of mine. I would love it if they did. And I would hate to have the, this be what the vision is of doing a drop-in to a, a bar and bat mitzvah is. The Wonder Years Brad Mitzvah is the best representation of a bar mitzvah, a bar mitzvah I have seen on mainstream television pretty much ever. It's the only time I've ever seen it truly been like not viewed as some horrible, you know, chore. Although you, you have the anxiety, but it's not the chore. Even the Goldbergs, one of my favorite shows, in the episode where they go to their cousin's bar mitzvah, aside from a very non-horror looking horror or at the end of that episode uh they're they're they 
it's just never represented so well. This was so beautiful and so beautifully woven in the dialogue between the black and the Jewish community and the narration. This is a sensitive thing to tackle in the context of a show that is about the black experience in the 1980s. Um, Because as liberal as the Jewish community is, and the episode points this out, there are still people who have racist views of the world. And that's just the way it is, although that's not a crux of the show. It was absolutely amazing. Even the steps, the steps, the mime step, which is the classic step of the horror that the people were doing in the horror was a beautiful little detail. So that's just my rant about how much I love that. I haven't been that excited about a representation of anything Jewish except the previous day when I saw The Shop is Goy uh, by Talia Osteen. Have you seen that? No. A short? No. Absolutely. Wow. You know, yeah, I got to watch I'm that as soon as we're done it. here. It's, 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 it's more of a screwball sex comedy thing in the context of an Orthodox family. But again, the Jewish details are real and they are not the butt of the joke. They are in the atmosphere of the joke, but they aren't what makes, they aren't, no one's embarrassed about the Jewishness of it. The Jewishness like, have you of seen it. Shiva Baby? I haven't seen that yet because I'm not no. sure. I'm not sure what I, I, I'm ambivalent about. I don't know what the experience is going to be. And so I'm like, uh, is this gonna it's a little be stressful when you watch the, sh- the trailer for a Jewish person? I found it a little bit too stressful. And I need someone who is Jewish and who's seen it to, ex- to calibrate me before I go and watch it. I know non-Jews who have asked me other podcasters who have said, Hey, I saw Shiva Baby. I want to know what you think, but I don't know any Jews who've seen it. Yeah, Aaron and I watched it um, when it came out last year. I guess everything is last year now because we're in January. <laughs> I could just say it was last year, and it's probably true. Um, but yeah, it is stressful in kind of like a similar uh, uh, kind of pacing as um, Uncut Gems. If you saw that, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah that there's like a stress kind of like a like a like a gripping kind of like it's not quite horror and it's not quite suspense but it's also like like you might be having a heart attack and is yeah. that me or is that the, the mm-hmm. movie that was how I felt in Uncut Gems I felt a little bit of that um kind of tinged with a, a trifle of kind of like horror expectations um but I think I think it was really authentic portrayal of like what it's like to be in a Shiva house. And, um, one of my areas of interest is, is, is one of my areas of interest is grief and mourning, but, um, yeah, but like I seeing how grief is portrayed on screen, um, is, is an interest area of mine, um, kind of sometimes within TV Ganju and sometimes adjacent to it. Um, but I thought it was a really, um, it was almost like a bottle episode, um, because a lot of it takes place in the Shiva house. Um, and oh, so cool. like there's, so I thought that was a really interesting way to do it. Um, once you see it, we can also have the conversation about the lead, not being Jewish. Um, but, well, that's our last subject. We're saving yeah. the best for last. People. Yes. That's going to be our last subject. Um, but yeah, it's a really, and it sounds like I'm going to watch Shabbos Goy and then I'm going to tell you if it's, um, if it's a similar kind of, uh, feeling because it sounds like it might have some similar, similar approaches. Um, so interesting. It, yeah. And in terms of the bar mitzvah stuff, I just took a couple of notes on the things that you had mentioned in terms of bar mitzvah representation. And there's, there's a lot out there. Um, I'm actually developing like a sub lecture of TV Ganjui That's all about uh, Jewish com- coming of age. So, ju- you know, Jewish B'nai mitzvah. Um, and I think we're seeing more and more of it. Um, in addition to, uh, you mentioned Bob's Burgers and Entourage 
um, and this new The Wonder Years. Um, the original The Wonder Years had a great episode with the bar mitzvah, um, and that was really the first full um, bar mitzvah that many wow, of us remember Pfeiffer seeing. Bar mitzvah. Wow. Yes. Um, it was called um, Birthday Boy is the name of the episode. It's episode 213, um, which I think is funny because it's That's 13 great. episodes, <laughs> episode 13 mm-hmm. of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that wasn't lost on. And, uh, I saw it. And if I saw it, that was just like one of those winks, you know, that yeah. says, hey, Esther, you're paying attention. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was the original Wonder Years, uh, which is available on Hulu, as is the the current wonder years. Um, so you can watch them both back to back, which I think is funny. Um, and, uh, I'll say also the ones that I remember are, uh, there was one on big mouth, um, which is an extremely Jewy show. Um, oh, yeah, not the, for your children. Well, we, 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 we've talked Jewy, about, but controversial. We've talked Jewy. about the I mean, episode in the synagogue definitely. where Richard kind is crapping in his shoes. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not necessarily there to represent everything respectfully, but that's not about respecting Judaism respectfully. It's about, it's, it's about representing adolescence in a way that's cartoonish and yet feels real. So I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a marvelous show. Um, I think it's not for everybody, but um, I love that show too. um, There's also apparently, and this is one of the the things that came to me from somebody else that I never saw, but apparently the Harley Quinn, um, uh, oh yeah, TV I've, series. I've there was apparently like a bat mitzvah episode. Um, also, there was on uh, Orange Is the New Black had a bat mitzvah flashback episode for Natasha Leone's character. Um, and Weeds, both of both of those Orange Is the New Black and Weeds, both Genji Cohan productions, um, had a bar mitzvah um, episode for uh, I forget what her name was. Uh, Nancy Botwin's younger younger son um, had a had a bar mitzvah. Um, so like, I think it's, it's interesting, obviously it's a rite of passage. It's, you know, just from a narrative, a TV narrative standpoint, it's a way to bring together a lot of characters, have them, you know, disagree, um, have it be in a synagogue so that the people can shush each other, um, you know, have it be an opportunity for the kid to finally say what's on his mind and go rogue potentially. Um, there was an episode of Frasier where, uh, Frasier's son had a bar mitzvah. And I don't know if you've seen that one, but that's, that's a terrific episode. Frazier had a couple of really good Jewy episodes, including that one. Um, and I just think that the different way, the more of these we have, the less reliant we have to be on one of them to represent all of that's, Judaism. So that's really what I'm, I'm in the world to promote. I think at this point is to promote many different faces to Judaism. Um, so that, so that the reliance on what is a Jew doesn't fit squarely on the shoulders of a single portrayal. That's really that's really beautiful. If I if I may add one more bar mitzvah, there's a Canadian movie, I believe it's with Saul Rubinick from the '80s, Outside Chance of Maximilian Glick. Have you seen that? I it's almost I impossible never heard to of find. It. I bought it on VHS. It, you can't get it. Any, so I bought it on VHS. I will make sure you get a copy of this. I bought it on wow. eBay on VHS for an absurd amount of money because we watched it when we were little in Montreal. So. Okay, we. I think we just hit representation. Lily and Becky, do you have questions or thoughts on representation? I want to be mindful of your time, Esther. I mean, also. so many that I want to just talk for hours. So we can. <laughs> I think we just like let's just put a pin in it because okay, yes, gonna I have many more it. thoughts and questions. Many more thoughts. Let's get to the casting issue. I would like to. So okay, let me set this up with. Well, 
I'm grateful Sarah Silverman raised this issue because now suddenly NPR is doing stories on this. I, uh, the issue of Jews playing Jews, but it's not simply Jews playing Jews. Like, I think we can cut past that and say, it's really about Jews getting to play the more complex Jewish characters and not just playing the stereotypical Jewish characters. I think that's really what we're zeroing in on or what, what she highlighted and it's something we've, we've been talking about on the show for a while. The first time I really experienced this was watching Maisel. Um, because on one hand, you have Alex Bornstein, one of my favorite Jewish performers ever, who I've followed since she was in Mad TV. And on the other hand, you have Tony Shalhoub, I think one of the greatest actors. Rachel Brosnahan, who I didn't really know, playing like, and, and, you know, playing pretty stereotypical characters. Uh, or, or what I saw were exaggerated stereotypes of Jews. And early on when Maisel was like a huge hit, I remember arguing with Lily and Becky over it and like being like worried. I feel like that conversation has stretched out and gotten bigger now. Um, uh, si since then, Esther, where do you vector into this conversation on Jewish actors? What was the thing that brought you to think about this? Oh, well, I think, um, you know, Honestly, I'll say that um, you know I used to I used to work with with actress Maya Bialik on a project called Grack Nation, which is a website that um, that I was the editorial director for, um, and so I've read her writing and 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 um, and spoken with her over the years about um, about Jews in in TV and film, and you know I think that there we're still getting used to having our stories told on screen, and when somebody does it who's not us, we don't know how to think about it. Um, and when I'm saying us, I'm not thinking me and Mayim, but like, I'm just, you know, I'm saying like us as American Jews who are, you know, happy and privileged to be able to be, um, speaking our Judaism into the world to saying, I can't come to that because it's Yom Kippur or whatever, um, whatever the story is, like we can integrate it into our lifestyle in a freer way than many of our previous generations might've felt comfortable doing. Um, but I guess the question is, what kind of portrayal is it? And if the portrayal is, um, and this is something Sarah Silverman said, is that like, it's not a problem occasionally having somebody who's not Jewish play a Jew. It's only a problem when it's never a Jew, especially if it's a positive portrayal, it's never a Jew. Right. And if it's a negative portrayal, it's always a Jew. So yeah. like, that's where the problems come in. And I think that that's a very good articulation of it. I wouldn't have called it Jew face just because I feel like that brings up like a whole level of um, people get yeah, their we, dander up about it. And I don't we really, don't need to, we don't need to yeah. go there to have right. our own right. issue with it. Right. Yeah. And I think that like, it's important, like I said before about like, you know, you shouldn't have to have one portrayal, you know, represent all of Jewish experience. So like, you know, that's part of the problem going back to, you know, Shylock and the Merchant of Venice and Fagin and Oliver Twist. Like if that Jewish character existed alongside another Jewish character that wasn't quite so extreme or criminal or, you know, reprehensible or repugnant. Right. So like, if you had other people who were showing like that, there's actually a range of ways, not just to live a Jewish life or to be a Jewish person in the world, but you know, that if there are stereotypes toward the bad, why not also have stereotypes toward the good? Um, and I'm not saying that we need to take a person like um, Bernie Madoff and make it a positive portrayal because the dude was not a positive dude. You know, right. stole a lot of right. money from people, happened to be Jewish. Jeffrey Epstein 
did horrible, horrible things. I don't need a positive portrayal of Jeffrey Epstein, but what I do probably want is maybe a Goldmere or Henrietta Zoll biopic or like, you know, to, to talk about things and like a, to have some balance to it. So it's not like, Oh, Jews are terrible people. Look what they did here. And it goes back to the Merchant of Venice. Jews have always been terrible. Um, you know, like I don't need that kind of legacy. I want to, I, I want a nuanced, uh, world where Jews can exist in any number of value identities, um, can exist in any number of um, human options, uh, can struggle with things, make the wrong choices, make the right choices. Like, I I think that there's more interesting uh, content in those kinds of situations than there is in you know, painting somebody as a, you know, as a bad guy with a twirling mustache, you know, like it's not right. Let's be more subtle about it and more inclusive. And then also giving the opportunity for Jewish people to play all of those, right. Any one of those characters, not just the negative characters. Right. And then have non-Jews and, and I know that nobody likes the term. So, but like have non-Jews clearly performing Jewishness. Right. In a way that's total characterization that's extremely obvious right and i think that that's that's more um visible when you have somebody who's not jewish putting on a jewish kind of like oh what the bottom you know what what's with the strudel you know and then they're just like what is that but but if larry david does it that's who larry david is like he's you know if you have we trust we know that he gets it Right. But if you take like Larry David and like, let's say uh, somebody else who's like Pacino, Pacino in Hunters. Right. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I did. Pacino, at least. So spoiler alert, he turns out to be a Nazi pretending to be Jewish, which is fantastic. The only way I could explain how horrible his accent was in that role. Yeah. I mean, that's why in some ways that was genius embedded casting. Um, It it was. Right. And, and, uh, Aaron and I talked at length about about hunters. It was the only one, only episode that we did that kind of spilled over because we had to talk about <laughs> it again the next episode because we were just having so many thoughts about it. There's um, so much there. We've, there's a lot. We've, we've talked we a did lot a not on the podcast about hunters. I am. I'm sure. And we do have an episode about it. We do. But yeah, um, there's there's so much there. But yeah, anyways, I, I mean, th- it's funny to see what Jews fixate on. Um, so <laughs> like with uh, with hunters, obviously there's the the immediate response to anything set in and around the Holocaust, because right. everybody has problems with everything. Um, uh, but it's, was it um, Jerry Stiller and Fest, on Festivus and, and Seinfeld being like, I got a lot of problems with you people, you know, just like that. I feel like that's the, that's the reaction to any Jewish content that has, that happens in the world. Um, but um, there was a whole conversation around how it's, the how hunters in it is in an inauthentic Jewish experience because um the the grandmother wouldn't have been called Safta, she would have been called Bubby. And I was just like, <laughs> what? That's what we're focusing on. And they're, they're like, yeah, you know, it's inauthentic. And if he did his research, I'm like, no, he called his grandmother Safta. I called my grandmother Safta, and she was from that era. You know, uh, it's just my yeah. my my friend whose grandfather um just passed away who is a Saba, Holocaust survivor, married to a Savta, who 
who I believe is also. Yeah, I feel like I think I like everything can be nitpicked to the extreme. But when you know there is something to the to to when on Maisel they're making a Yom Kippur joke or a Yom Kippur comment, like throwaway comment, and you're like, no, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't get to say that. What are you doing? Like, there's something, and it just catches you, and you're like, "Mm, no. That's not, well, that's something I'm yeah, not worried about. It's that. all very complicated because obviously those aren't the words of that person. Those are the words of the writer right. who was Jewish. Right. So like the writer right. is Jewish and then cast somebody to play the Jewish person and to say that, that line. But you, yeah. Right. And, and so it, what's the role? I mean, literally you're talking about it being performative, literally they're performing the character. Right. So Absolutely. like, so like there's that, um, and I think also one of the challenges of this whole conversation is, um, well, there's a lot of, co- what's the one I was going to bring up? I feel like I get lost <laughs> in it sometimes because there's so much, um, but right. So like when there is a character um, who is, um, oh God, you can, you guys edit this podcast, right? Uh, well, there'll, there'll be a little bit, there'll be a little bit of editing, but we like to, well, there'll be a little um, bit of editing, okay. but, but we have gotten the feedback repeatedly. People like, like the, like, they especially like when it really breaks down and we get mad at each other. So feedback. I just got feedback from mom last night and you know what she said? This is good. She'll be really excited about this episode. She goes, you know, your best episodes are when you have a guest on who's really an expert in something and then they can just talk for a while and we hear them speaking instead because, and i'm like thanks mom but, but that's that. also because mom would say what my wife says who doesn't listen to the podcast which is i live my life is this podcast why do <laughs> yeah. i need to listen to this show the best is our mom listens to the show and then finds out the stuff we say about her and then shows up in our house 100 mm-hmm. what do you mean yeah I, I i just think it's so it's, I just think it's so interesting, the range of, um, of available portrayals that we have these days of Jews on TV. Um, but I do remember the, 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 the train of thought that rapidly derailed and like went into, went over a ledge into a valley, um, but has now been found by the authorities, um, in my brain, uh, so, uh, which is that, and now I lost it again because I was too busy explaining oh. it. That's what happens. Well, well we no, can go no, back so to I, I know what it is. I know. I got okay. it. I got it. I got it. Um, so so the thing is that like Jewish actors like Mayim and probably like Sarah Silverman and other people who read as classically Jewish, um, whatever that looking Jewish, which is a whole other conversation as we go into a future mm-hmm. that's right. more diverse the, than uh, Ashkenormativity. Ashkenormative, yeah, yeah. Right. Ashkenormative right. bagel, um, New York Jewish identity. Right. We almost didn't name our our podcast the Bagel Report is because we thought it was being too Ashkenormative, but then we thought it was cute. So we bagels went with are it anyway. so good though. I know people They're like so bagels good. even Delicious. if I asked a couple of yeah. Sephardic friends I mean, and they were like, "We're cool yeah. with it. Don't worry about my it." My Sephardic friends eat bagels. New York, if they're Sephardic Jews in New York, or Montreal, bagels. or, or Montreal, Montreal. Eat bagels. All our Sephardic yeah. Jewish friends in Montreal eat bagels. Eat bagels. <laughs> I will finish the sentence though. Uh, okay, I swear. Ahead. Sorry. We're just um, giving is, you room. We're just vamping to make sure you found it. No, I got there. Um, <laughs> is that for years, Jewish actors who, who looked whatever in, in sarcastic quote, air quotes, whatever, um, who looked Jewish, looked Ashkenormative or Ashkenormatively Jewish and might have been asked to play Jewish parts were passed over because they were too ethnic looking. Right. 
um, and they were passed over. They could only play super sidekicks that were unattractive or like reflected something weird about the main character. Um, they weren't offered main character roles um, because the main characters were never Jewish. Um, so like now that the main characters are Jewish, they're still not getting those roles. They're still going to somebody who's like, you know, tiny and, um, you know, um, and or not Chris Jewish, Evans like, in that in that Ethiopian Jewish. Well, I want to actually say something on that on on that note, um, Esther, which is one of the things that really I was loving season one of, of Mrs. Maisel, but one of the things that started to rub me the wrong way, and it happened several times, is when non-Jews, never said to me by a Jewish friend, by non-Jewish uh, colleagues or friends, would say to me, oh, you remind me so much of Mrs. Maisel. And I would think, you don't, you're just saying that because we're, because I'm Jew, I'm the only Jew, you know, like that is, I'm, that's not, that's not like accurate. Right. Because you're not I thought that to myself, funny, Becky. I mean, I'm not pretty, you're not. I am very funny. And not I'm only you're not that funny. I'm very funny and right. controlling. Those two things are true. <laughs> um, fine. But it just, it irked me because I felt like they were saying it because I was the only Jewish person they know. And I like had some of the same characteristics, but like if you're like, you Jewish and make, you're watching like, a the really show, there's a lot of- or whatever. No, but just, there's like a lot of things about that character in that world that I'm like, oh, like, like my, my relationship to my Jewishness is very different. Um, anyways, but I have thought to myself over the years, over the seasons, that it probably would have felt better if she was played by someone Jewish. And then when they made that comment, I could at least be like, oh yeah, I am kind of like her because we would have had that connection at least. Um, so that's just my little okay. note on that is the, the perfect who gets setup. to play. That is the perfect setup for the game <laughs> that we're going to play. So we play games on Friday Night Movie. We have a running bits. And one of them is called Cast Away. Cast mm. Away. Oh, I, I spelt it. Uh, funny in the notes as <laughs> well cast away slash and so this edition is going to be called cast away cast actual jews edition mm. so i'm going to take a few characters going to throw you throw you the characters and any generation of jews so if you want to go all the way back to the golden age of film you can put them in you don't have to be bound by the era or the age setting up that rule because i know lily will make up her own rules mm-hmm. and let's start with mrs mazel Lily and Becky can already guess my answer. I, we think you, me, and Lily have the same answer. We, yeah, so we have the same matter. answer. So we have the same answer. And that's what I was thinking. Like, if she played her, I would feel, like, very flattered. So Rachel Brosnahan, re- I'm just like, okay. If, if you could recast so. Mrs. Maisel, with it, and if you're not comfortable playing with this, playing this Esther, by the no, way. No, I'm ready. Could, I'm okay. ready. <laughs> who, would you, who, would you, who would you recast? Well, it's not a slight on, on any of these actors doing no, their like, job. She's fine. That's not the point. That's not the point. She's doing her job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was giving some thought to this and I did some, you know, kind of noodling on it and, uh, you know, obviously I, <laughs> I always want to cast Maya in everything. Um, just because <laughs> I feel like she's been waiting for the lead role that no one has given. I mean, she's now in, in her, in her own production because that's, that's how she got the lead role and in, in call me cut is that she produced it. Um, and so good for her. Um, but I still feel like there are Jewish roles that she could have and should have. Um, and I feel like she might've been a really good Mrs. Maisel. Um, it would have been a little bit of a different, uh, take on the character in terms of the fashion, I think. Um, but, um, I thought about that briefly and then I discarded it in favor of Jackie Tone. Um, yes, that's the correct answer. That's ours. That's, that's the correct answer. answer. That's our answer. We all you, feel that way. 
That's I'm family exactly now. Right. Yeah. This is it. Your family. We're a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Jackie tone. Although mine is a great choice too. I am is a great and choice. I see what you're too. saying, but Jackie tone to me is the, like what that character is drawn as. I'm like, wait a minute. They, they, they didn't, why didn't they just put Jackie tone in here to play Jackie tone? Right. Right. Um, there was that, um, I forgot the name of it because it was something convoluted, but it was the story of Lash- National Lampoon. There was a TV movie about oh, it. She yeah. played Gilda Radner. The, she played Gilda Radner. Futile right. and Stupid Gesture. I, I That's have the had, one. Yeah. I have had, I know you're a journalist. So when you talk to people, you probably have to be like more buttoned down, but we, we're, we're not journalists. So <laughs> I, I, anyways, to, I have had the chance to tell her, I think on this program or not, but I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, me, it was on the podcast. She is the, she is like the, the Gilda of, of now, even though I know that's a, that's a, a big statement, but in everything I feel like I see her in, she has yeah. that Gilda energy and talent. It's amazing. Yeah. And in that conversation of, um, Catherine Hahn having been cast to play Joan Rivers, Joan and Rivers. then they, they yeah. undid oh, yeah. that, um, they un, unknotted that, uh, that tie. Um, but you know, I thought Jackie Tone again, like, you know, or Sarah right. Silverman, like either one of them um, as Joan Rivers would have been, would have been interesting, you know? And love Catherine Hahn. Love Catherine yeah. Love her, of course. She was a great role. rabbi and transparent because I she think- so good in that role. She didn't yeah. do it in a, in a, and I think that's a great example of somebody who embodied the role really well, didn't do she it did as a it, caricature. She, she did right? a beautiful right. job. Played the reality of the moments, um, did the, did the research- and played it like appropriately. Mm-hmm. So I think that we that's a really up, good example. We grew up in Jewish camp with a family with the last name Han spelled the same way. I thought Catherine Han was Why Jewish wouldn't until, you think she was Jewish? Until the Joan Rivers controversy. And in some <laughs> ways, I'm like, I, I, in some ways, it's a bummer to me that that's the one everyone got upset about. I'm like, that's the time I would have liked to see the non-Jewish person play the, the although I mean, again, not to your John point, Rivers. I do think it came on the heels of the performance in um, The Shrink Next Door, which I think is over accented and is kind of like overblown a little bit. So I think people were, that was the, I think the the trajectory, transparent people were fine with, I think. Um, Then like, you know, WandaVision, nothing to do with Jews. She was fine in that. Mm -hmm. She's great in everything. Everyone loves her. Shrink Next Door, incredibly Jewish and like New York, but like, she's, so she's from the midwest so it also kind of seeked in and she would be like backpack or something like that and you'd be like that's <laughs> not what people people in new york don't say it like that um so there was a lot of that kind of um tension in that role mm-hmm. and it was during that same week where it came out with the news about um so John the, what people mm-hmm. immediately looked to is the previous performance which is that one right. so um yeah i think that's i think it's i look i think that this this conversation doesn't have like one resolution, you know, it's no. case by case all the time. Um, it's about the writing and the presentation and the performance and the the actor in the role and what, what, what society is thinking about at any given moment when that thing comes out. Um, so I think that there's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah. All right. So let's go to another classic. I can call this guy a Jew, Moses. We grew up with 10 commandments watch that with my kids every Passover. It's the thing. The first year we watched it, they were like, what the hell are you doing to us? Because you can imagine being like when we were young, that movie looked old. Imagine being born now and you're Netflixing and you're touching things without commercials and your parents are putting on a four and a half hour movie. You, you know, and but it's part of our tradition. Charlton Heston 
is I think like you grow up, it's like embedded in your mind. That's what Moses looks like. Who would you all? I'll start with Becky. Okay, so I wanted to pick someone who is iconic these days. I think he's he's a he's a pretty iconic actor and also Jewish. Who I would like to see, you know, in a shirtless in a robe, you know, glistening a bit here and there. I know who you're going to say. Oh no, who do you think (laughs) I'm going to say? Because I like I'm not. I was going to say, I'd like to see, and Sam I think he's is Jewish, not Jewish The guy from no, Outlander no. is not Jewish. Oh, no. Wait, the, um, did you say um, it already? Gar- Geralt of Rivia is not Jewish either, right? No. No. Um, um, we're just no, but, um, Cavill. No, I was going to say, uh, um, uh, I think he's he definitely Jewish enough. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I would, and he's such a good oh, yeah. actor. Our, yeah. our friend so put I could, on a I would, for him. I would follow him through the desert and do a good job yeah he would do because he does a great job in everything yeah so who did you think i was gonna say who's your answer zach efron (laughs) that's not my answer and i was like oh i want to see him in some sort of Moses-y like egyptian outfit um but no (laughs) that's not who i was thinking (laughs) but also like also i'm casting someone who's you know ashkenazi jewish in the role of an Egyptian Jew. So well, no, he's there's also adopted. That he's an adopted Egyptian. But he's but he's oh, still, yes, but I mean, he's, he's from he's North Africa. He's still, yeah. So it's yeah. I, I didn't do enough research. I sort of went with off the top of my head of Hollywood stars, but I'm sure I could do oh, I see what you're saying. Like I'm sure job. there's like uh um like yeah, I see what you're saying. Um an Israeli actor that could probably play. Oh him. yeah, probably. Definitely. Um, yeah. There are tons of Israeli actors who could tons. play that. But okay. I feel so like, what's his name? Um, oh God, I forgot his name. I'm going to look it Roz. up right now. What's no. his name? No, from, he's from Fauda? Short. He's short. Moses is tall. Amazing. What are you talking about? Like Moses, you know, didn't so know really how to was... talk, but like he was Lior, uh, Lior Ashkenazi, I think is the person I'm thinking of. Do you know who that is? Not Lior Raz? Probably. No, I think it's. No, Lior Raz is, of... the short, is the guy from Fauda. Yeah, I think that's his name, Lior Ash. Yeah, Lior Ashkenazi. He's like, um, he looks. I always describe him as looking like an Israeli. Um, um, uh, uh, I keep saying Michael Scott, but I mean Steve Carell. Um, so, um, so yeah, he's he's been. I mean, he's, oh yeah, yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. been in a, a bunch of things. Um, he was in Footnote. He was um, in like. Uh, but I wouldn't cast Steve Carell in the role of Moses, but when you look at pictures of him, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he's like, he's like kind of like a substantial, like physical presence, like n- not to say that he's like huge or, you know, anything, but he's like, he's sturdy. Um, and so I feel like that might translate well to a robe and he's a little bit darker. Um, so he's maybe a little bit more Middle Eastern than, than um, other people might be. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> look, and also like, there's no wrong answer to any of this just because we no. all, you know, vibed on that first answer, well, uh, doesn't mean that we're going to do it again. <laughs> so, um, um, but, but I, no, but that I first wonder, one is really what? special. Like Esther, like you're invited to Passover now. Oh, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> but I have a question. A reading what? from the Passover episode of glow. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's so that is an episode but, near but and dear why to wasn't hearts. I, I'm curious because Kurt Douglas, who's obviously a Jew, is contemporary and he totally could have played um, Moses. 
So I'm just like wondering. I mean, is that, who, is that who your pick is? Is that your pick? Yeah, that's who that's who I picked because I was like, that's no, such a to me. That was like the most like obvious for the time. Right, he played was, Spartacus. So right. I was I was thinking of the the period. You know, it was that, or I obviously just want Jeff Goldblum in the role. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum Goldblum's on my list. Aaron. I did think of that. Yeah. He plays I did think Aaron. Of that. He plays Aaron in yeah. the Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt. Yes. Right. That's an interesting. All right, Esther, who's movie? yours? <laughs> Um, I had. Oh no, you had yours. You had yours. Yeah, we are Ashkenazi. So mine. No, but I, I have. Oh. I have a second one. Oh, yeah. oh like, I wasn't expecting to say Leo Ashkenazi. I was. Okay. I was thinking of John Bernthal. Oh, yes. oh, oh yeah, that's such Lily, a great I love him. him. But also, love mixes him. him up with lots of. No, him. that's that's, that's me. Becky. That's me. I face oh, okay. I face blindness with that's him. I love first, him. That I love him so much. But she loves him so much, and I think I think he's in everything. Every movie I watch, I'm like, oh, he's Bernthal's in this. I love him. And then it's only him like that, 20% of the that time. That is a callback to, I think, the second or third episode second, yeah. of the podcast from 2017. So really? wants to go back wow. and go back to the callback of Becky. <laughs> totally <laughs> not knowing, but totally not knowing what movies this guy's in. Well, yeah. I have a, I have a, the reverse problem is I know what he's been in, but I can't for the life of me ever remember his name. I'm like, it's JB. <laughs> is he Jonathan Bergstein? Jonathan <laughs> Boundschrunen? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm always like, it's JB. Is he Jonathan? Is it Jason? Jeremy? And I keep going, cycling through it. So um, yes, I did do a little Google while we were talking and I realized who he was, but yeah. I- I I'm going to go that that's a great that's a great choice because he's pretty badass. Like yeah. he can do that. He he. I'd be if I were you'd have to have a very, very, very scary Pharaoh. You might have to get Vincent D'Onofrio from playing <laughs> playing Kingpin right. to be Pharaoh because you're going to need someone scary enough to go up against John. Be a good Pharaoh. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to go with I think it's similar to Lily going old school. I'm going to go with Omar Sharif. Who oh, is the son? Uh, the son of Jewish. His mother's Jewish. His family are Holocaust survivors. On the mm-hmm. other side, he's Egyptian. So his grandson went to like, school with us. Great. He would have. He would have really. Great. He went to elementary really school with us. Wait, I'm very excited for our next category because I came up with an extremely okay. strange pairing. That the more I think about it, right. go, really I'll, works. I'll say, Esther, are you okay for time? I feel like we are. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we, we are up? going on, but uh, yeah, going, yeah, we should, we could wrap we're, up. We're going to end. I mean, with this in this okay. Um, I figured okay. we're getting to the end of the doc, so like yeah. it's all Mo- yeah. Monica and uh, Monica and Rachel, Rachel. From friends who are Jewish. We could do this as of. a lightning round. Yeah, just well, they're like Jewish, but like you hey, know. I mean, technically, lightning round Jewish. for us, Becky. Okay, so strange pairing: bending time and space, right? Um. Beanie Feldstein is Monica, right? Awesome. They, but, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And and they don't fat shame her in this version. No, she just gets to be Beanie she Feldstein. Just a, she's she a, just gets she's to amazing. be herself. She's incredible. No fat suits. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, she right. just gets to be mm-hmm. Beanie Feldstein. She would be so good in that. And then a young, somehow it would work, she'd be young again, uh, Goldie Hawn as Rachel. Oh, my God. That's was she was on my list. She's not my final answer, but she was on my list. All right, I really well, thought about yours? her and I was like, you know what? Private Benjamin, that's such a Rachel vibe. Like, you know, that overboard. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. She, she was very much about on you, really proud Lightning of that. Lightning round. Lightning round, go. Um, I had uh, Jenny Slate as uh, Monica. Oh, she was on my list. And then nice. I had kind of like a, okay, follow me here. Obviously with some sort of blonder hair. Mila Kunis is Rachel. 
No, that's great. That's great. Excellent. Yeah. I had um, for Monica, uh, maybe just because I saw her name later in the doc, but um, Milana Vaintrub. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that she would be good. And for Rachel, again, t- bending time and space, as we say, um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, yeah. that's a good that's one. Great. That's such that's a, a good really choice. good one. Wow, I'll we just, all did really well with this. I'll one. just bow out of this, to be honest. Okay. Anything I can come up with is not as good as these. But if I could declare a winner, it's Becky. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> Beanie Veldstein and Goldie yeah, Hawn, she, holy shit. Can we see anything with the two of them? Yeah. That would be amazing. All right. And now this is one that means a lot. Talk about representation of Jewish coming of age in a way uh school ties brendan fraser this i mean the 90s this was this was a big deal i'll start with this one this is why i was trying to double check to see if scott con was jewish because you need a beefy jew to be believable no, i had a, a really hard time with that's the a, beefy element a, yeah. so, uh, so the, i didn't want to do zach efron so i'm going to go with the, scott con son of james con james con's jewish best but i could that does do probably was, say was, something about our own biases that that was like the best yeah. i could come up with the best i could do is logan lerman because you know he's not like beefy but i you know he's i believe him as a college student maybe maybe that's right I mean, like, seems like players, he's right about the rating best i could come up with was scott con yeah. esther how about you um you know i left it blank and i was gonna bow out because it really wasn't the the representation movie that i remember um i Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said, I remember seeing it like a long time ago. And then somebody's like, yeah, there was great Jewish representation. And then I'm like, what? I was like, <laughs> it wasn't really part of my memory of it at all. But I think uh, I like, again, since we're bending time, uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, that was oh, mine. Yeah. yeah. Paul Rudd was mine. Yeah. All so right. I guess we know who the winners are. Yeah. <laughs> this side. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I knew someone was going to have to Paul Rudd in there. Well, when you talk about Jews passing as non-Jews, right? Paul Rudd is, there's actually, it's it's funny, but also like, it's a cringy funny moment in Between Two Ferns. Between Two movie. Ferns, yeah. Actually, the only moment I found funny in that whole movie, but at the same time it hit home, was when- you Are know, you proud of practicing? <laughs> what, what, he says what? Isn't it like, uh, are well, you Well, no, he says, how do you hide your, how do you hide being I do. so well? Like that. <laughs> you hide, because- yeah. uh, yeah, that that it's is... a great like calling out something super obvious is just not obviously not Paul Rudd's fault but mm-hmm. uh, all right so now this is our last section of the show uh this is our shout outs and recs uh this is when you run through the things you're watching I have a long list but it's going to go very fast because I've mentioned some of the things already but um so Esther when you kick off yours we're going to come to you last this is when you you got to guess who's older, I guess, Lee or Peggy, because you know I'm the oldest now. But <laughs> mine, so my 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 wreck is Sex Appeal on Hulu. That is what led me to find out about Talia Osteen. She directed that. Um, and then I checked out her short, Shabbos Goy, which is available on YouTube and a bunch of other places. I thought Sex Appeal... When you when you when you get into it, it has some really inventive things. It has that sex education vibe. We've always we've been talking about for a long time positive teen sex comedies, teen sex comedies that are rel- that are that are appropriate for today's time, and it has lots of interesting stuff about consent and agency in your sexuality. Um, and it, it's not the heaviest, you know, it's not a it's not a heavy heavy movie. It's not as heavy as Sex Education, the show, but it also really tugged on my heartstrings, and it surprised me in a few places. And I um, 
I'll just say I I I think that's a really cool movie. People should check out. I think Talia Osteen got got hit something here, and Shabbos Goy is really cool. It is. I, I don't want. I'm not gonna. I don't want to give away what it's about. It's just worth seeing. It's just fun. don't say anything. Just yeah. don't say anything. Uh, and uh, I did, of course, message her and uh, invite her to the podcast. And so, uh, hopefully, we'll get to hopefully we'll get to talk to her sometime in the near future when when she's not crazy busy. And then I've been on it. Talk about Jewish representation and Jews. You can probably do a whole episode or or thesis on what, how Adam Sandler fits in. We've been immersed in Adam Sandler with my kids. We watched Grown Ups 1 and 2 and Billy Madison. I was alone with the kids this week, so that's part of why we snuck all this stuff in. And then we watched Hotel Transylvania 4, which he was not in. Someone had someone pretending to do his voice. That was actually a pretty good entry in the series. Cobra Kai is where Cobra Kai has been all the time. We'll do a whole Cobra Kai episode. That is, for some reason, consistently. And then the Book of Boba Fett... uh, Lily and Becky, the only reason why I want you, that's a Hard one pass. you should watch on double speed. No, because it, I don't even care. for me, it's pretty slow, but I really want to answer your questions about it because no. that will be funny. Um, Lily, over to you. Oh, um, I haven't watched uh, that much, but I do have to say that I watched King Richard with Will Smith. And, or as your um, iTunes receipt that comes to me in it. Spanish says, El Rey Richard. Oh, does it? That's yeah. so cute. I pay for those, um, so it gets um, it gets Spanish. it gets billed straight to you. Um, Becky had said that she had seen it. She's like, "Yeah, it's long. It's good." Um, kind of like we're like researching tennis stuff while we watched it. Whatever, guys. I was riveted oh, on yeah, the edge it. of my great. on the edge of my seat. Like, I the movie wasn't long enough for me, but I also oh, am a really. But I'm a you huge tennis fan. You, I love you backstory. Love. I'm also a huge tennis fan. You guys know that. And a huge um, fan of uh, Venus and Serena. So it, to me, it was, I thought it was so well acted, um, mm-hmm. well written. Will Smith was amazing. Um, I loved that the sisters were involved in the making of the movie, like heavily involved in, in that storytelling. Um, and I feel like it really, it didn't, it's really annoying when uh, shows or movies or whatever tell people exactly what they already know. Like we don't, I don't need to know anything about the last 20 years of their life because we all know about that. But the first, you know, 15 years, I feel like there was so much richness there about where they come from and all that, that people just wouldn't know. And I, I loved it. So yeah, that's what I watched. Um, Great. Ray Richard. And then um, I watched some Cobra Kai and I watched uh, Queer Eye is so good this season. I'm really enjoying it. And I watched the Eternals trailer shy for you just so that like, I I I never have to watch that movie. And then I can just ask you questions about the trailer because most of the time I was like, why? It was why? That's my question about that movie. And I'm never, also was like, you're going to have to watch this for the podcast. And I was like, I will not watch this movie. She'll be so. sick that week. All right, back. Yeah. Um, uh, finish, finishing The Expanse, uh, season six. Finished Cobra Kai. Um, finished shit. No, I didn't finish Shit's Creek. I still have one episode left of the whole series. Uh, I got back into watching uh, a show on Prime called Travel Man 48 Hours and it's just really one of my favorite shows. It's so funny. Clearly you're recovering um, from surgery because my God. And uh, lots of Shaun of the Sheep movie and TV show with my kids. Lots of Queer Eye. I, the list goes on. I'm just going to stop. Right. It, there's right. been a lot. 
Esther, who's older, Lily or Becky? You know, I've been I've been flip flopping back and forth this <laughs> entire show. Uh, I'm gonna say my initial thought was that uh, was that Lily was the baby, but I think she's <sighs> the middle, and I Dude, think Becky's the baby. Lily is the middle. Yeah, Lily's the glue. Lily's the very glue. middle. Yeah. All right, Good Esther. Job. Recommend Thanks. away, and then we're gonna wrap up the show really quickly because okay. we have abused your time. So I'm going to agree with everybody's Cobra Kai endorsement. Like I just loved <laughs> every minute of it. I, I really just Harry was so, Silver. Oh, I mean, I didn't even know who these people were, but like, oh. it was just like every, every season, there's like somebody who's more arch than, than, <laughs> than crease or bad. And I was just like, God, if, if I saw John crease, I would just run for like five miles in the opposite direction. Cause he's just like one of these villainous looking in, people in real life a super nice Brooklyn Jewish grandpa that I gave matzah to at a Comic-Con and was delightful with my children, treated them like his own grandchildren. Well, that sounds like a Mad Libs, but I'm going to believe you that it's true. (laughs) 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 Um, That's too random a sentence to be untrue. Um, So, but I I really loved it. And I really love like um, uh, William Zabka's performance as Johnny is just like transcendent. And I don't know if it's like an, an Emmy worthy, you know, performance, he definitely deserves some sort of an award and I may have to give him one myself. Um, Mm -hmm. I also loved Encanto, which I was late to the party on, but it was so beautiful. And like, just the messaging around like what somebody's gifts are and the role of community and stepping forward to support people when they're, when they're experiencing epigenetic trauma. Um, and I just very much, uh, very much resonated. Um, I, I've been loving Yellow Jackets, which just concluded uh, yesterday. I've been trying to see it. I've been trying to see it, but I can't get it in Spain. I'm working on it. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I, but it's it's really a genre defying show. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. So creatively told, great performances. Really loving it. Um, and I really watched so much. I watched an episode of Peacemaker, which I thought was really good and surprising and also very gory in the way that, um, its predecessor, um, Suicide Squad was, um, I watched Eternals and can sub in if, uh, if Lily wants Mm -hmm. to take an episode off. You watched Uh, it? There's so many flying beasts, honestly. There's a lot of flying beasts. Um, I was like, oh, really? There's like 20 flying beasts in that trailer and one Angelina (laughs) arm stretch. I right. was like, I cannot, cannot yeah. do this. And as a long-term, long-time Star Wars fan, I will watch anything that that Lucasfilm puts out that's apparently not a cartoon. Um, I know that like there's a lot of animated goodness waiting for me, but people it just really terms, like that the clone yeah. stuff. Yeah, talk they do about it a lot on this show. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that fill in the blanks uh, for the episodes of Boba Fett. So they're like the witches of so-and-so. Oh, and then the they're like, of Dathomir, the, that was a the Trandoshans great... are here. And I'm like, I Mister, don't know what that means. You have shy cell phone number. You <laughs> don't do. need to listen to podcasts to fill in blanks. You just okay. take this bad boy. Okay. You text that man. Okay. What's a witches of Davenport? <laughs> right. Witches of Eastwick. Land. Why are the yes. witches of Eastwick, of Eastwick. here? Yeah. Right. And like, what is this like weird Tatooine beer they're drinking? Right. And right. Shy will be able to give you the recipe. So you just, right. uh, you just use, use your phone. You don't know. Okay. Well, Shy, when you come to LA after the, um, after this, this latest pandemic is over, um, 
<laughs> we'll go to uh, the Scum and Villainy Cantina, which is in Hollywood, um, which is a uh, Star Wars and Star Trek themed bar that That's looks amazing. like it's on Tatooine. Um, and I have an L.A. trip in our minds. Oh, good. Yes, we Becky, do. You can come too. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know. Didn't know if you were aware of the if you were like tuned into the Star Wars to the extent that your brother seems. As to much be. as I'm the youngest sibling, I am. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's happening? It's that by osmosis. Might, that means yeah. that like, I, I know a lot. I know a lot because I'm the youngest sibling. So I oh, have okay. absorbed much of it. And oh, okay. I, 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 whatever my brother watched, I watched. So yes, right. but I, it's not, it was, I haven't like spent extracurricular time studying it, but it's I have nurture. been exposed It's not nature. To, yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I do love it. I do love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, and I just wanted to shout out two podcasts that could not be more different and yet could not be more similar that I've been that I've been listening to just the last couple of weeks. Um, one is called Bible Binge, which is a Christian podcast that uh, engages with pop culture texts. So obviously there's Amazing. a parallel there. Um, I listened to them do an episode on the first Thor movie, uh, which I thought was really like remarkably like. It was like a very interesting lens, very similar to some of the things I've said about Thor. Um, And also because the movie is so old that there's no like spoiler or anything. It's just like, like, hey, remember that thing? Here's how we're looking at it. So I really enjoyed that. Um, And there's a new Jewish podcast called Chutzpah, which you may have uh, checked out, which is Josh Molina and Rabbi Shira Stutman. Dialoguing on the weekly Torah portion or weekly um, a weekly like Jewish topic. Um, and what particularly what I'm enjoying particularly is the end segment where uh, Josh Molina invites a friend on to share some of the words and definitions that he and Rabbi Shira used during this show. So they had um, so they're prepping one with Scott Foley now. Um, and <laughs> That's been interesting to watch him say Kabbalah, like, and try to unpack what that means. Uh, That's on Josh, Josh Molina's Instagram. Um, But there's also the previous episode that I listened to was, who was it? Josh Charles. Um, So so like he's bringing bringing in all of the celebrity besties to like do something. Um, And so that's been, that's been really uh, just fun to listen to people like fool around with Hebrew and Yiddish at the end of this podcast. So. That that is awesome. Well, I'll say my biggest recommendation of the week. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's the Bagel Report with Esther Stanowitz mm-hmm. and Aaron Ben Moshe. Aaron Ben Moshe, right? I I said yes. it all right. I, you yeah. can pronounce it any way you write, any way you like, and it's right. So. It's it's available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, Esther really is. We didn't even talk about all of her articles. Is I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm both, I'm both sad that I did not, had not absorbed myself into your work a, until this week as much as, uh, as much as I should have been. On the other hand, I'm so happy because I feel like I have so much, but I, really some of the smartest writing on pop culture that I've seen and uh, everyone should go and go to Esther, your website, your website is. Yeah. EstherK.com is not always updated, but there's always links and uh, Mr. Google knows where to find me. So if you ever wanted wanted to wonder if I've written about something, you can Google my name and that thing, and we'll see what comes up. Which, which I have been doing this week, which has been awesome. And so really, <laughs> you've been such a phenomenal guest. Where can people follow you? 
so I'm in a, a bunch of spaces, not quite all of them. Um, Esther K on Twitter, um, Esther Kostanowitz on Instagram, and The Bagel Report and TV Ganjui both just spelled like they sound on on Twitter. <laughs> um, and on Instagram, I've also we've also got TBR the pod um, because other things were taken. Uh, so, uh, but TBR, the pod on Instagram is fairly new. Um, and we're, you know, trying to build social media, but again, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's just another thing to do. So, um, so we're <laughs> concentrating on creating the content and then promoting it as we can. Um, and well, yeah, feel free to like, you know, follow along. Um, I talk about this stuff constantly. And if you forget my name or if you can remember TV Ganjui and just search for that, we use it as a hashtag sometimes too. So we will have uh, also uh, the links in the, in the show notes for folks to just tap Great. on and go to um, Esther. Thank you so much for being here. We are eternally thank you grateful. So much. And as Jewish thank people you, incredible. who love pop culture, truly yeah. grateful for the work you're doing and the voice you're bringing. And uh, I hope even though we blew past any kind of time constraint, which we don't oh my God. do with a guest, <laughs> I hope one day you'll talk to us again. Um, happy to this is fantastic it was amazing thank uh, becky, you thank becky you so quickly, much becky quickly where people follow you at paper bk princess on twitter but like esther you can follow me for real like on instagram okay. or i'll just give you my number all right <laughs> lily we can we can we can text um chichichichik gomez on twitter but also you can follow me on instagram just you esther and just me. um <laughs> And this is um, a public forum for that invitation, yeah. but thank you. Yeah. And uh, we're going to need, I'm sorry to say this. We're going to need some sort of direct communication to you. And that can be DM or whatever, <laughs> because now I'm going to have time a release. I have can, a place to send the things that we catch on the shows that we watch for, right. to, because maybe you haven't, maybe you, you know what? One. I have a feeling she's just going to put us in touch with her intern. I have yeah. a feeling she'll be like, cool. Yeah, send me your number. I'm sure right. her nephew is really cool. Yeah. yeah. You guys can chat. <laughs> you can yeah. also email me, email us directly at thebagelreport at gmail.com. That's so right. You got that new email address. Things. New email address. Very exciting. <laughs> yes. Thank you so uh, much for your time. Really. And Thank you. You can follow me at pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram, Friday Night Movie at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. FridayNightMoviePod.com is our website. Sign up to our mailing list to get less than monthly, almost never get emails, which is what, what, how great is that for an email list? But when you do, they'll have curated playlists of our shows and they'll have uh, uh, giveaways of our cool merch. We got new holographic stickers. I'm pretty excited Ooh. about. And uh, and um, and yeah. And so so that's that. The theme music is by What Does It Eat? That kicks in post production. So Esther, you don't have to listen to it now. But uh, again, a huge thank you to Esther Kasanowitz and my wonderful sister Becky. Bye.